The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringers Philly special presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all in one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ringers Philly special. Oh man, what a bummer of a night at Citizens Bank Park. If you paid big money to go to game four, I'm sorry. That's, that's part of the contract, I guess. You, you pay the big money. You might get a great, you might get a party like people got in game three, or you might see your team get no hit in the World Series like we saw in game four. Phillies drop game four, series tied. 2-2. I'm Shiel Kapadia. We're going to talk about it, but don't worry. I know you don't want to relive that game. We're going to spin it forward. We're going to look ahead to game five and the rest of the series. Joining me is my friend. You've heard him before on this pod. You've seen him on CBS3, Pat Gallen, who was down at the ballpark, who was in the locker room. I saw him during those interviews. Now he's in his car so nice, Pat. I mean, jump in the car, you know, do the podcast for us. It's 1240 in the morning. You've probably had a long day. We appreciate this. Yeah, no, no problem, Shield. This is par for the course during this playoff run. It's been a lot of late nights, but none quite as interesting as this one. I can tell you that. So, so tell me, I, I want to get from you, what was the mood in the locker room after this game? What was the messaging you were talking to the players? You, you, you were uh, there. What, what was it like in there? And what did, how do you kind of assess how they're handling this loss and how they're going to move forward? I'll be completely honest with you. It was the exact same mood, at least for us. It was the exact same mood as it was the day before when they hit five home runs and won seven, seven, nothing. And I know that sounds crazy, 
but it's actually true. Now, before we got into the locker room, uh, before, uh, or I'm sorry, after game three, before we got into the clubhouse, you could hear them hooting and hollering and ringing a bell and they were, you know, popping champagne and drinking and all that. They were having fun. Media comes in, they button it up a little bit, but this to me just shows you how even keeled this team is. And, you know, they, they said all the right things. I'm assuming this one hurts a little bit more than, than some other losses, but uh, for one, Kyle Schwarber was, was pretty straightforward. He just said, look, we're going to flush it. And that's been, sort of a familiar refrain with this team after a bad game, bad performance, they flush it. We're going to move on. Doesn't matter if we had 12 hits and lost or zero hits and lost. It's the same kind of loss in our eyes. So again, even keeled uh, the way they've been throughout this postseason run. The world, I mean, the World Series is nuts. Like I was just thinking about this, you know. Like everybody wakes up this morning, and the conversation is like, "Well, you know, maybe they don't have to go back to Houston. They they win tonight, and then the Astros yep. are facing elimination in Game Five, and maybe you can just wrap it up there, and they can mail it in. Maybe you broke their spirit, and now <laughs> here we are, uh, hours later, and." Phillies are the underdogs again. I mean, you look at it, whether just narrative wise, or if you look at the odds on, on FanDuel or whatever, the Phillies are underdogs again. And now you're at 2-2 and you've got Cindergaard going ver- against Verlander in game five. You've got Wheeler going up against Valdez in game six. Astros are going to be favored in both those games. And then game seven, it's uh, it's all hands on deck. So it's just wild to me, the swings of emotion and excitement and expectation game to game in the baseball playoffs. Yeah, there, there's swings of emotion within my own family, actually. <laughs> uh, I got my, my parents' tickets and I got my wife and my sister tickets and my parents oh. went to game three and my wife and sister went to game four. And you can imagine oh, that my parents were just elated by, you know, being at one of the craziest games in world series history, <laughs> five home runs. It was an absolute party. And then my wife and my sister go tonight and I had to apologize to them. You know, <laughs> what else was I going to say? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that you had to sit, through that um it's just it's the luck of the draw but that's the postseason right that's the 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 world series at least this one there it doesn't seem like anyone can grab the momentum moving forward which makes for an interesting world series that's for sure but you're right the astros they are i would assume are the overwhelming favorites in in these next two games but the Phillies have been the underdog this whole way. So you can kind of throw that yeah. out. I don't know that, that that really means anything to to this team because they can get hot at a moment's notice or <laughs> like we saw this evening, they can get shut out at a moment's notice. Yeah, I mean, you mentioning that with your uh, with, with your wife and your sister and then your parent. It's like the agreement we make as uh, people who are interested in sports, you know, whether it's you're going to a game, whether you're paying for tickets, whether you're paying for merchandise, whether you're just investing your time at home, like you're going to make some type of investment, emotional, financial time, like I said, with the possibility 
that it's going yeah. to be a mem- a great night and a memorable night and one that you're going to talk about with your friends and family for 10, <laughs> 20 years to come like game one was of the World Series. And then you're also making the agreement that, you know what, this might suck. This might be miserable. I mean, I, I still right. remember those NFC Championship games. I'm in the crowd and you're just yeah. leaving uh, first the vet the one year and then the next year you're leaving the link and you're just like, why do, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> like, what is the point of even doing this and so i'm sure there are some people <laughs> feeling that way tonight i i felt extra awful for my wife because she's been so great throughout this you know i've been on the road to, to san diego and to houston through through the playoffs here and it's just been non-stop with this team and she's been so awesome and i i surprised her with tickets and they were really good seats and this is this is what happens and i'm like i <laughs> I, I can't apologize anymore, honey. I'm so sorry that you had to sit through this. Uh, and it was like a night for her to go out, have fun. She's been, you know, taking care of our, our son, who's almost three. And this is, you're right. This is the agreement we make. And I felt terrible about it. Well, listen, the weather was pretty good. Hopefully she got some good food and drink and, uh, you know, had, had, had some fun moments uh, interspersed in there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like you said, I mean, I can't decide if it's been a great series or not. You know what I mean? It's like it's like 2-2. Game one was incredible. All-timer. And then the last three, you're just sort of like the game's over. But, you know, by the fifth or sixth inning, the game's over. Like, we're not getting these nail-biting eighth and ninth innings where a reliever comes in and we can have these great conversations about the, the tactics and the strategy about who they brought in. It just doesn't happen. It's been blowouts. I think uh, I saw, I forget who tweeted it, that every game has been five, nothing at some point, mm-hmm. all four games have been five, nothing at some point. So I don't know what to make of it there. Uh, the bats tonight, you know, they, they, you know, you mentioned like, I don't know if this is a harder loss to take than if you kind of were in the game and blew it in the later innings, you know, just watching the player interviews, it's almost like you can say, all right, we didn't have it tonight. Uh, Javier was on fire. That's okay. You can move on because they weren't even close. I mean, we know they got no hit. Uh, if you look at the expecting expected batting average, which I, I think, as I mentioned to you before, I'm getting into all these uh, nerdy advanced <laughs> baseball stats to do, doing these pots, expected batting average of the 15 hits with the highest expecting expected batting average in this game, 14 were by the Astros. So it's not like they were wow. getting unlucky. The only one was Gene Segura's liner in the eighth inning. That was the highest of any hit tonight. So that one, you know, typically I, I think had over a uh, 900 batting average. But the rest of them, like they weren't getting unlucky. They struck out 14 times in this game. It just kind of felt hopeless, helpless, whatever you want to say uh, with the bats. The interviews I saw uh, on TV, and, and I'm curious to hear what you say. I, I mean, they didn't seem to be in the mood to really talk about Javier and what was working for yeah. him. And, uh, you know, I had that fastball rising. Uh, w- w- was that the sense you got just kind of hearing the players talk about it after the game? Yeah, I mean, they don't want to rehash what we <laughs> all just witnessed together um they're they're diplomatic right and they they answer the questions that come their way as best they can but yeah i think we all know what we saw christian javier was outstanding he was he was incredible he he was filthy and it's wild the the movement and and that was they were asked about that you know what's the one you know defining factor of tonight when you 
think about the performance of Christian Javier and it's just, it, it's the movement, the, the inability to see him right. And he really kept them off guard. And Nick Castellanos kind of said the same thing that because of the way his fastball comes in, you're, you're almost, you have to cheat to get to the fastball, which then makes you susceptible to the breaking ball. And he yeah. mixed his pitches to absolute perfect or near to, to near perfection, essentially yeah. um, in, in game four. So what a performance. And it's funny. It's like, Oh, Javier leaves in the sixth, but then you got to deal with these other guys in the bullpen that are that really throughout the season have been lights out. And it's just, it's not that way. Like, Oh, we got to the bullpen. Good things are going to happen. Not, on the contrary, when it comes to this Astros team, you really don't want to get into their, to their bullpen because they've got some arms. They're nasty and they have so many. I mean, they just bring them in on guy after guy, which is obviously going to be a huge factor here as we go in to the final three games here. I mean, if you want to spin it into a positive, uh, I'm glad Javier didn't pitch game three. And, you know, would it like, I, I don't know when we'll see him next. I guess uh, maybe game seven, if there is a game seven. But my gosh, yeah. uh, I think that's six straight starts, they said, where he has not allowed a single run. So that guy is just. Uh, on fire. I mean, really, if you could, if you're a Phillies fan and you're like, which pitcher do I not want to see the rest of the series? That's the guy. And so I guess that's good that he pitched uh, game four. So he's not going to start a, a GoFundMe, a GoFundMe page to send to the Astros <laughs> to start Lance McCullers in uh, what game, <laughs> game six, yeah. maybe they can move Seriously. him back, back into the rotation. Yeah, Verlander and McCullers, you feel better about. Uh, Valdez and Javier, uh, it's like, no thank you here. Um, Wild. I wanted to ask you about Aaron Nola. You know, like, it's complicated. He's getting crushed, and, you know, I'm looking at social media. He's getting crushed. Four innings pitched, seven hits, three earned runs. He obviously loads the bases, and then Alvarado uh, comes in, and it's really that half inning had all the action, all five runs. He throws 67 pitches. And so now it's like, shoot, that's, that's three starts in a row where Nola has not pitched well. Two in the World Series. I mean, if you would have told me before the series started, hey, Nola and Wheeler, their first three starts are all going to be bad and you're going to be at 2-2. I mean, you would have thought the Phillies were getting swept in that scenario. But obviously, Nola also carried them down the stretch and is a big reason why they are uh, where they are here. It's kind of a complicated yeah. question. A complicated relationship. Uh, how do you sort of feel about it? How fans do feel? How fans should feel about kind of what they saw from Nola in this game and really the last couple starts here? Yeah, it, it is tough. It is complicated because he got you to this point with uh, a really good uh, end of the season. But I just think he and Wheeler are sort of running on fumes. In the regular season, Nola was over 200 innings, I think 205, I, I think it was. Um, and then in, in the postseason now, you're looking at today, his fifth fifth start. That's a lot of innings, right? That's the by far the most innings he's pitched in, in his career. And I think it just ends up, you know, it, it catches up to you. Um, I, I just, yeah, guy, some guys just run out of gas at the wrong time. And... Also, the Astros are a really good team. They're, they're a really good team. They won 106 games. They have a decent yeah. offense. They've got some, some great offensive talent. And when you put those two things together in the highest of high-pressure situations, like the World Series, um, this can happen. And, yeah, I, 
this is something that we have seen from Nola before. I think we're all hoping that he would sort of leave that, that old Aaron Nola in the past and maybe become a, have a Cole Hamels type of, of postseason. And it looked like he was on his way, but yeah. it's, it's tough. These are high pressure situations. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that it's not that he can't deal with it. I just think that he's, he's, he's on fumes and, and Zach Wheeler, I think also is on fumes as well. He, he has dealt with injuries this year. He missed some time late in the year. Um, and that certainly plays a role. So yeah, complicated is a good way to put it because he gets <laughs> you here and then it just kind of falls apart at the end. And, um, I, I wish there was a better story to tell for, for Aaron Nola, but I, I think we can see there isn't. Yes. You know, it was funny. Smoltz was pretty insistent that like Nola stuff was good tonight. Like he, he wasn't, you know, he was actually, even after he had that inning comes out of the game, Smoltz was like, Nola pitched well tonight. He made like two mistakes or whatever. I don't know if he said two mistakes mm-hmm. or three mistakes. He gave up the three straight singles. But other than that, in the early innings, I mean, it's tough to look at it and, and totally agree with that. You know, he, he got out of a jam in the second where they had first and third with one out and he comes that comes back and gets a couple key uh, right. strikeouts there. Top of the fourth, they, you know, they had two on uh, with two out and he gets the ground out. So it's not like he was just kind of mowing through the lineup and then and all sure. of a sudden, in the fifth inning, they got three guys on. So I don't know exactly what to what to make of it. I'm sure we'll get some more information on well, the velocity, I, the movement. Yeah, yeah. I think just by the naked eye, from where I was, it, I couldn't see the strike zone. Uh, you know where where I was sitting, but the velocity seemed okay. It, the the mixing of the pitches, he wasn't fooling anyone the way he normally does with his curve, uh, and therefore the fastball was just was hittable. I guess maybe the fastball was a little flat tonight. Uh, that, that could be the case. And, and I'm sure he was missing his spots, but yeah, the Astros just seemed to have a beat on a beat on him. Like, you know, not quite the way the Phillies had one on Lance McCullers the night before, but every ball was hard hit. I mean, every ball yeah. was struck well. And sometimes you have nights like that, but maybe it did come down to, to pitch selection and, uh, the calling of the game. I mean, I'm not, not saying that this is on like JT or whoever, you know, is, is the, uh, the, the person who ultimately calls the, the pitch, but um, he, yeah, they, they, it seemed like they knew what was coming tonight, the way that the Phillies knew what was happening last night. Yeah. I'm looking at these exit velocity stats. They had seven balls hit uh, off Nola that were over 95 miles per hour, which I think is, is, is considered hard hit ball. So yeah, it wasn't, you know, there've been innings in the past where you go, Oh man, they got a little blooper here, a little blooper there an infield single, maybe an error. That wasn't really the case. It it sort of felt like when they were hitting him, they were hitting him uh, pretty hard here. All right. Yeah. Let's look ahead here. Best two out of three. Uh, Cindergard mm. in the bullpen against Justin Verlander in game five. Uh, I was just looking at the odds here. The Phillies are plus 136, which would, you know, you can equate that into percentages, gives them roughly a 43% chance to win the game. Uh, okay. How do you feel about the matchup? What are we <laughs> expecting from Cindergard? Who, who else are they going to count on? I guess everybody. <laughs> um, what, what are you kind of expecting here in this monstrous game five? Yeah, you got to think it's all all hands on deck. They, they can be on deck anyway. Uh, 
I don't know. The the numbers say it's it's the Astros game, right? And and the numbers say too that Justin Verlander cannot be this bad in the World Series all the time. It it just it defies logic. He's 0 and 6. His ERA is above six. It that to me feels like it's due for an evening out here. And I, I hate to say that, but I mean, this clearly on paper looks like it's it's a win for for the Astros. But we'll see if the home crowd can 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 get back to the way they were in, in game three and try to to will this team to a victory. Um Syndergaard, I think, will probably go a couple of innings, but it, it's hard to say what you're going to get from a guy that really just hasn't pitched very much over the last month or so. And then beyond him uh, is is anyone's guess. Um, they're just going to throw crap at the wall and hope it sticks. That, that's my guess. I would think, you know, maybe Ranger, uh, he just did pitch yesterday, but I guess it's possible that they could put him back out there for an inning if they wanted to try and fill a gap. Um but the hope is that the offense shows back up and, and beats Verlander up. And that's the only way I think they're going to win this game. It'd be, it'd be hard to see, or it, it would be hard to, to say that, you know, they have nine innings in them where, you know, they're only going to give up one or two runs with the way this looks like it's going to, it's going to shake out with the pitching. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I hate to be because then then again it's like the nothing makes sense with this team. So for me to say yeah it's it's yeah. it's a definite Astros victory. <laughs> nothing nothing makes sense in this postseason. So I could see it swinging in the other direction. You just never know. Yeah, I let you know I I don't know if it's going to even out for Verlander. I mean, I thought he looked pretty hit. He looked hittable. He was hittable in game one. He's got the World Series history. Uh, and so I feel like after they face a guy like Javier in a game like this and just they're, they've got to be just fuming. I mean, nobody got a hit tonight. It was a no-hitter. Yeah. You come back. Yeah. You're going to have the home crowd. It's it's the last game at Citizens Bank Park of this magical postseason run uh, I think the bats are going to come alive I, I'm not going to tell you Syndergaard and the bullpen are going to shut down the Astros so I don't know <laughs> who's going to win if I had to call it I, I my gut is almost always wrong but I'm sort of feeling uh, a Phillies bounce back uh, I mean they've been so good at home it's hard to not have that recency bias given what we just watched but uh, I think they can get to Verlander uh, I think they can get a, a good an okay performance from their bullpen that kind of keeps them in the game crowds going nuts they hit some homers uh and they regain control this series 3-2 and go back to Houston but the the pitching the, the strategy and tactics will be interesting because you know it's going at least to game six. So it's not like mm-hmm. uh, you're facing eliminate, you know, I like all, I don't know if it's going to be all hands on deck. I, I mean, that's how uh, topper has kind of managed, right? If he feels like he can yep. get a win, he's just going to go for it and figure out the rest later. And for better or worse, I mean, you got Wheeler on the mound in game six. So we can sit here and say, shoot, we're worried about him. He's out of gas. But at the same time, that would be the guy you want on the mound. And you just have to, you know, he's going to yep. have to pitch some innings and you're going to yep. have to see what happens there. So that'll be uh, game. Yeah. Game five here. And then game six on Saturday, Wheeler versus Valdez. The Astros are, I think, obviously going to be favored in that game as well. They'll be at home and they'll have Valdez. So if you look at the series odds, the Phillies are plus 155 for the series now. That gives them about a 39% chance 
to win the World <laughs> Series. So listen, it's not a it's not a toss up. Uh, the Astros are the clear favorites, but it's not like the Phillies are you know massive underdogs where they've got sure. no shot at this. I mean, 24 hours ago, they were up to it. The Astros hadn't lost a game in the postseason, and the Phillies had taken two out of three from them. So now yep. you got to take two out of three from them uh, another time. So we will see what yeah. happens there. Pat, what's what's your uh, Thursday look like? Are you just uh, are, are you're at the ballpark? Are you keeping an eye on the Eagles at all? Are you in full Phillies mode? What, what's this night going to be like for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I will be at the ballpark. Um, we obviously the rain out kind of changed things on us. We were going to attempt to fly back to Houston the on Thursday morning to get there for the game. And then, you know, obviously be there for uh, the game on Friday, but the, the rain out kind of threw everything off. So I will be in full Phillies mode. Th- that said, I will have the Eagles game up on my laptop for, for sure throughout the game. Um, <laughs> but it's funny. It took me, I've been so locked into the Phillies over these last couple of weeks traveling with the team that it took me a minute to remember that they played the Steelers, like going into the game that they played the Steelers and a little, a little behind the scenes TV stuff here. Like when I was in Houston, I I shot some stuff for our Sunday kickoff show that I normally co-host with Don Bell, our, 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 my co-anchor. And I kept saying that the Eagles were looking to go six and oh, they were already six and zero, but I was so like my mind, I've just been so fatigued from traveling and like being sort of out of the loop that <laughs> I had to redo yeah. all the stuff that I shot because I kept flooding, flooding the line, thinking that they were about to go six and zero, but they, they were six and zero. but yeah, to answer your question, uh, be locked in on the fills, but we'll certainly have the, uh, the Eagles up because once this ends, it's right back into Eagles, uh, season from, uh, from here on out, which, you know, who the hell knows when that's going to end. <laughs> That, that that's right yeah i mean ba- baseball season's gonna end saturday night or sunday night now we know one of those two nights uh it's gonna yep. be over they're either gonna be celebrating a championship or uh i guess i don't even want to say like overly disappointing i don't want to let my my mind was going to like uh, a bit of a dark place this evening where i was sort of thinking when you have these nights where both teams play and this is just in my head no data no evidence to back it up but it sort of feels like to me like it either goes both in one direction or both in another direction. Like, <laughs> like the Eagles will suffer, you know, some kind, someone will suffer a catastrophic injury and the Phillies oh, will gosh. lose. Or, oh, hey, listen, this is, how, this is how the mind works. <laughs> or the Eagles will dominate and the Phillies will have a game like they had in game three and we'll be saying, all right, three, two, just got to steal one uh, in Houston. It feels like it. Never, it feels like it's not going to go good things happening right, in one game and bad things yeah. happening in the other. You know what I mean? Man, that that that's Philly in your DNA, dude. Like you can't get rid of that. You can't get rid of that as hard as you try. It's always gonna be there. I know it did. Uh, it, it was in my head. All right, listen. This team has battled all season. They they've been. Uh, maybe this will be good for them. Back in that underdog role, one way or another. Uh, they keep coming back. They keep clawing back. They know they can beat this team. So I'm not giving up on them yet. I'm looking forward to game five. I think they're going to pull it out and then we'll see what happens in the final two games of the series. All right. Thanks to Pat Gallen for joining me. Pat, what can you plug here for the rest of the world series that you're working on? Yeah, we'll be, we'll be live tonight on the field uh, starting at four o'clock on CBS three here in Philadelphia. Uh, We're bringing it to you. We've been, we've been, 
pretty much along every step of the way with this team. And so we will continue that uh, until this magical, crazy, wild, freakish run ends with this team. There you go. Check it out. Uh, thanks to Pat for joining me. Long day, long night for him. He's in his car. He's hustling around. See, it's not a, it's not all glitz and glamour for the these these TV jobs. I mean, he's going across the country. No. He's enjoying him. He's enjoying himself, but he's he's working some uh, late nights here. So I love it. Uh, always great to have him on. All right, you've got the Eagles Texans preview episode in your feed already. So if you haven't listened to that, me and Solak, uh, you've got that in there already. Everyone hydrate. Get ready. Plan out your caffeination on Thursday. This is a big Thursday night. You've got Billy's Astros, Game 5 of the World Series. You've got Eagles-Texans on at the same time. Get your two screens ready if you need to move a TV, if you need to move a laptop, do whatever you need to do. We'll be covering it all here in a supersized episode Thursday night. So be sure to check for that one in your feed as well. And we will talk to you soon on the Ringers Philly Special.